What is going on, everybody? What is going on? It is your boy, Darian, and I am officially here saying that this is the Darian Hopkins Show. Where it be sports talk, where it be entertainment, where it be anything that's going on with sports and entertainment world, we will be doing it right here on the Darian Hopkins Show. So if this is your first time ever being here, right here at the Darian Hopkins Show, we highly suggest that you subscribe, hit the bell button, and get the latest news on all entertainment and sports news as well. So I really appreciate you coming by the channel, and we'll see you on the other side. Peace. What is going on YouTube? What is going on everybody? It's Darian. I'm back with episode three of the Darian Hopkins Show. I am your host Darian and I have two special guests with me. Family. That's what I have is family. And I have the legend himself. One of the greatest play, the greatest player in Philadelphia. I, I say in my personal opinion. Thank you. My family, Mr. Bo Kimball. Thank you for coming on to the show. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. And I have fa family again. I have family <laughs> all the way around, man. And the head coach, and the assistant coach for Overbrook High School, Jabbar Kimball. What's going on, man? Hey, everything's good, man. Thanks for having me. I am excited about this because we did a podcast before, but I wanted to do a more in-person interview and talk about, you know, Philadelphia sports, you know, probably your Eagles a little bit. We talked about that off the air, but I want to get into the reasoning of, you know, you taking a head coaching job and y'all transferring from Dobbins because, you know, I did the play-by-play -play and reactions for it. And what made y'all make the change from leaving your alma mater Dobbins to going to Overbrook? Which is my alma mater. Yeah, see now, I, see I know something new now. You know, so I know something new. And what what made y'all make the switch to you know go over there and be in the position that y'all in right now, going into the playoffs, going into states? What what made y'all change? You know, make the shift. So Jabbar was at Dobbins for uh, coaching for about eight years or so, mm -hmm. close to ten or so, and. Um, so I the opportunity I applied for the head coaching job and uh, Coach uh, Derek Stanton got the job. That was with the previous uh, principal. Uh, so when he came in, I happened to, to ask, yeah, I welcomed him to the school and I asked him, uh, you know, what type of offense are you running? And uh, he mentioned, oh, I like a, a up tempo style of play. And uh, I said, oh, by the way, uh, you know, you you know the Loyola Marymount system. I have a tape that's been out called Basketball in the Fast Lane that I've yeah. been selling for ten years. And um, I said, did you want to, you know, learn about that tape? I mean, learn about the system. And uh, he said, sure. And then uh, I was blessed that he allowed me the opportunity to be the assistant coach and implement the offense. So last year I had great pleasure of being assistant coach at Dobbins. And uh, so when, uh, first of all, I have to thank uh, Dr. Johnson at Overbrook, uh, who gave me the, the uh, opportunity to be the head coach. And uh, obviously when the opportunity presented itself, I was extremely happy. And so I couldn't, I can't thank her enough because, you know, anyone to give you your first chance to be a head coach, you know, for me, I've been, uh, I applied for over a hundred uh, jobs, college basketball jobs, uh, junior college, Loyola Marymount, I applied for about four or five times. So this They is, need to get back with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, this is all part of the journey, paying your dues. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I coached at uh, Shoreline Community College in Seattle. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, they had the best success uh, they had in 20 years uh, mm. in the NWAC tournament, and we averaged over 100 points a game both both seasons. So coaching is in the blood. It's an opportunity to help our young players be you know great men, mm-hmm. uh, great student-athletes, and, uh, and just put great men into society and uh, aim high and use my experience to help them better their lives. So we all know why you really made the switch. <laughs> we already know. I mean, Overbrook has been popular. You know, they, you know, home of Will Smith and everything of that nature. But you know, you came over with Bo to Dobbins, so it was like a a, a better transition for you, knowing that you went to Overbrook. So, what was your thoughts when you know he became the head coach and he wanted to bring you along? Oh, I was excited um, when uh, the whole point of me going to Dobbins was like like you said Bo uh the Kimball name legacy was there mm-hmm. um so I actually wanted to you know go there and being from the neighborhood and you know try to you know help the help the kids there and you know once we were there and you know like you said he didn't get the job and then obviously um uh, coach D and Dr. Johnson they reached out to me mm-hmm. and obviously I talked to uh, uh Bo about it I said hey look you know this might be a good move for us to be able to come over there you can get your head coaching job. I can continue to do what I do, which is be the assistant and continue to do my AAU programs in the summertime and help the kids and uh, do everything that I've been doing. And uh, once we kind of talked about it and came in and talked to Dr. Johnson, it, it was, uh, you know, it, it was just like a match made in heaven. You know what I mean? So, you know, I was excited. It, it seems like y'all gel when you <laughs> both of y'all on the sidelines. Like y'all already know what y'all about to say because I, I, I experienced it being in person when I did the games. So I seen how Bo looked like he's already a head coach at Dobbins anyway. I'm just going to put it out there. You look like a head coach over there anyway. And then you look like a head coach over there. Y'all was just like, it just meshed so meshed so well. So coming into Overbrook, what was your expectations? Did y'all see yourselves being this good? Or y'all just wanted to go through the process of like, okay, this is like the 76 is like, this is the process or you know, did y'all have any players transfer from Dobbins to come over to Overbrook or, you know, anybody follow in that in that nature? Yes, yeah, so Omar Davis uh, came over from Dobbins, okay. and uh, we were very happy to have him. But there was really a great, as you mentioned, it was a great experience coaching with uh, Coach Stanton because, uh, you know, we – well, I implemented the system, mm-hmm. and uh, and they're doing. They, we did tremendously well last year, but they're even doing better this year. I believe they're mm-hmm. twenty-one and one, running the same system really? that I implemented. But I'm happy for them. That's my alma mater. But our expectations at Overbrook, you know, last year I believe they were one and fifteen. So anything mm-hmm. that's you know to improve the program, you you know, you I was looking forward to the challenge. The offense that we're running and running the system is like no other system. It's the best scoring. A system created for high school and basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two. Uh, there's a the championship with the Los Angeles Lakers. There's two WNBA championships with, with Paul Westhead and Phoenix Mercury. My yeah. former teammate Corey Gaines. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheltenham High School won a championship when Paul Westhead was coaching in high school. Mm-hmm. Loyola Marymount was the higher scoring team in college basketball, averaging 125 points a game. All three years we were there. So this is a proven system. And I played three systems in, the, in this offense. Mm-hmm. So teaching it to these guys, what, one of the things they're finding out is it's extremely easy to learn the system, mm-hmm. but it's extremely hard to do because of the running. And I'm sure that uh, if I was to ask uh, any of the players, have you ever worked this hard in basketball ever before? I, I would probably imagine they would all say we never worked this hard. But 
that type of work ethic and that type of hard work mm-hmm. does pay off. Uh, it did for us at Loyola Marymount. I'm sure it did for all the other teams that went in. Conditioning is the number one factor. It's not the shooting. It's the full court trap and the conditioning. And uh, you just pretty much wear your opponent out. <laughs> yeah. You know, unlike, unlike him, mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> unlike him, I had high expectations. Uh, you know, uh, having some of the guys in the summer – and uh, Omar Davis, which is our family, he's a cousin. So obviously, mm-hmm. when we left, uh, you know, our family wanted him to transfer and come over there and play and be, you know, be with us. Uh, uh, and having some of the guys over the summer and knowing that when we transferred in, we had some guys that were there already that was already in place. Uh, our only senior this year, Mike James, mm-hmm. uh, he's a double double guy and a great student, student athlete, three point three GPA. Mm. Um, he he, you know he he's been our uh, driving force down low and one of our best players, you know. So I expected us to um, definitely do be- better than they did last year. Um, I was expecting us to make the playoffs, um, and you know, I mean, you know, this, it's the first year, so uh, eventually uh, I expect us to win some championships down the line. I mean, maybe this year, maybe not, uh, but definitely in the near future. That's that's my expectation. And to be honest. Uh, I got to give Jabbar a lot of credit because uh, Jabbar was the one who uh, actually met a lot of the players in the summer Mm -hmm. and they played for uh, his AAU team. So I was blessed to be able to, you know, witness them uh, learn the system in the summer Mm. and get their feet wet with that. So that, you know, one, it was just an opportunity to see their strengths and weaknesses before I had them over at Overbrook. Right. And so it just turned out to be, a, you know, a blessing. And we, uh, the guys are buying into what we're doing. We're working hard. And, uh, I, I, I actually do anticipate us uh, having an opportunity to play for the public league championship. I'm so happy I did not have to do the system when I played basketball. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right now because I, I played four years at Simon Gratz. So like, yeah, that I I know the system just by watching it on Thirty for Thirty, being on eat, watching it. Uh, my dad telling me about it when you know when you and Hank played there, and just looking at it in itself. And knowing that I switched over from playing basketball to playing football, I was like, nope, I'm not. I, I hope they don't even bring the system to football. I don't care. I'm not running 100 yards in, in the hot weather with all that equipment on. I'm just not doing it. <laughs> I'm just not doing it. So when it, when it comes down to the, the regular season, um, I know y'all have a game on Monday. It's a very important game, correct? Yes, yeah, so that's our that's our senior game. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the opponent we had uh, – a team canceled for we supposed to play a team from New York. Okay, they canceled on us, so we're we're in the process now of uh, replacing that game. But we will have a, uh, a a good opponent on that day. Uh, our next game actually is tomorrow against uh, MCS, which is a, a a powerhouse in our uh, they're they're a good team in our division. Mm-hmm. Uh, right under you know right under MOTEP and Constitution, uh, they're they're a great team. So that's a game that we got to go in there and stay focused and win. And also we had West Philly coming up, which is, you know, that's always been a big rival. Been a, yeah. Yeah. You know, back in the day, West Philly over Brook. So yeah. that's like more than just a bat, just a, that's more than a conference game. That's like the battle of West Philly. Yeah. You know? So, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to be a big game coming up also uh, uh, in uh, next week as well. You know, so we finishing out, we got our last four games mm-hmm. uh, uh, tomorrow. And then Monday the, is the senior game. That's our last home game. Um, I'm hoping that we 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 thinking it may be Del Castle. Uh, okay. Uh, they may be coming down from Delaware, which is their good opponent. Uh, we scrimmaged them uh, at the beginning of the season, so you know, hopefully, uh, 
you know, hopefully they will, uh, you know, make the commitment. Um, they, they gave like a verbal commitment, but we just got to, you know, get everything edged in stone. So y'all decided to play some teams that was out of state in the regular season, correct? Oh, definitely. We, uh, I wanted to make sure, because I know MOTEP, they, they were ranked like number five or six or seven. Like in a nation, right? In a nation. Yeah, and, okay. And now they're like 11th, I believe they are. Mm. Uh, so, you know, they were, paying, they were playing a national schedule. So I wanted our guys to be playing. If we can't get a national schedule, we're going to be playing a close to a national schedule, which mm. is, you know, we've, we've had uh, obviously playing them. Uh, we played uh, St. Elizabeth's in Delaware. Okay. We've played League Bound Academy from New Jersey. We've played uh, um, quite a few teams. Uh, we was hoping to play uh, St. Uh, Farrell's Academy that came in. They were supposed to come in from uh, Brook, uh, the Bronx, New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we, we wanted to make sure we played a bunch of opponents that – are not in our league, yeah. Uh, because our league, obviously, we're in the we're in the top division, so mm-hmm. we're playing against the cream of the crop. But uh, outside of that, you know, you want to get some other competition um, that's not in your league, so that way, you know, uh, you know, you know, we make it to states, we'll be able to, you know, it won't be a shock to some of the guys. I'm excited for Monday. I can't wait to go down there and see this team because I know what what Dobbins did. Well, I was like, okay. These guys are talented. Right. And I know seeing your live streams from the live streams that you did at the AAU in the summertime. Right. I'm like, these guys is dunking. These guys is is athletic. Right. I'm I'm like, are these guys really 15, 16, 17, or 18? Like, do right. they look that they look like grown men? I'm gonna right. just say that. Well, we have some really athletic guys. We got we got a lot of young talent too. Uh, Ethan Kimmel, my son, is on the team. Mm-hmm. He, he was able to squeeze three dunks in so far during the season. He had one the other day. That's what that, kind of dunks was it? Were they just regular dunks? It was a nice little two hand dunk. So okay. you know, when you when you mm-hmm. when you're a sophomore, you look forward to trying to get a dunk uh, anywhere you can. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we do we have a lot of underclassmen, and that's going to really help us. That whatever success we're having this year, the fact we have guys coming back next year mm-hmm. is really going to going to matter and there's an opportunity that my other son uh, Brendan Kimmel may be coming uh, as well oh you're just bringing a family all over to the Mm -hmm. Overbrook huh well that'd be a nice situation (laughs) you know know, to be able to coach you know um, your boys and they're very athletic you know they have a lot of potential but they're going to be playing against a, a lot of other great you know good talent as well and uh, when the word of mouth I wouldn't be surprised we get a bunch of calls of people wanting to come over and play that style of play Yeah, you know what other system uh well, put it this way: it's a great opportunity to have a, to be coaching a pro offense mm-hmm. by a former pro player. Yeah, and so it's a lot of freedom in the system to you know shooters are expected to shoot every time they're open, like literally every time you're open. Yeah, and so uh, you got at least be down the court, but at least less than like what ten seconds. Well, about five, four, about four, about five. four or five okay. seconds. Yeah, that's and, from what um, I remember. Yeah. And so you know we're just hitting our stride now, you know, mm-hmm. because it's later in the season, so. When we played Emotep, for example, we didn't full court trap them the whole game, so they kind of got a gift that day. Uh, we just kind of played it conservative, right? So um, we, our, what we do is we full court trap the whole game, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's what we do. And uh, we we believe the condition is going to work to our favor, and we're going to trap the whole game and run the whole game, and uh, the rest is going to be history. So my question to you is this: How did Bo teach you the system? Oh well, I just sat. I actually sat back and just watched him teach them and. I've, I knew a lot about the system from watching back when he played in it for right. Paul uh, for Paul Westhead. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've been around it the whole time. So I just uh, – my style of coaching is similar, uh, up-tempo, up, up tempo, 
um, trapping. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so when we got together, obviously uh, his uh, the system actually is a different level of uh, up-tempo. Right. So, uh, you know, you combine that with, and we, we kind of, uh, use some of the stuff that I do, you know, as far mm. as traps and stuff like that. Yeah. But for the the system verbatim, just you know, up and down, up and down, up and down. It, I mean, it, it was easy for me to learn. You know what I mean? Because right. I'm I'm actually a basketball player. Yeah. You know, some mm-hmm. of our guys, you know, you know, you, you know, the system make you question, like, do I really want to play? Yeah. Do I really want to play basketball? <laughs> you be sitting really? there with your hand on your head and on your knees, like, my God, did I pick the right sport? Right. Like- <laughs> you know, the good thing is that. Um, your opponents, you know, like I tell the guys, your opponents feel, if you're tired, they're exhausted. Right. You know, because this is what we do every practice, day in and day out. When most teams are in practice now and they're practicing running their sets, right. against us, you don't get to run your sets. You you know, we're trapping all over. You know, you got to, you got to, you're almost forced to play schoolyard ball. So, right, right. You know that that's that's the that's and when you're playing against teams like Emotep, I know Bo spoke about that. You know, one thing that uh, I always tell people, I say, yeah, you know, they came out and they blew us out, but you know, they did. You know, that was a part of the schedule that I didn't set. We got them the beginning of the season, second game. Yeah. So it's like, oh God, we got them already. You know, now we're a whole entirely different team than we were than when we were in the beginning. You know what I mean? You know, beginning a lot of our guys were, you know, they were just learning the system. So now everybody got it down packed. And uh it you know, you know, like I said, Emotep is ranked, but it would be a different game when we if we played them now. Man, I'm like in shock about this because <laughs> you every it's like everywhere y'all go. No matter if it's like y'all, y'all going to implement the system. It could be a team that haven't won all year long, right. and then come back and then y'all put the system in and like they act, they act like they they knew the system for the four years that they were there. So it's just all about the experience right. of the coaches teaching the kids. Because even though that I never coached, I mean I coached little kids when it came to basketball. I didn't go any higher than twelve, right. but I was always an up tempo kid. I was always, always up up tempo. I didn't run the system. But I make sure they push the ball up the court. Right. So when it when it came when it comes to coaching, I can understand that teaching is first before you actually can execute. Before you know, you have to actually teach a system. You have to teach a strategy. Oh, this is how you have to do this because if you don't teach them and they just go out there and think they could do whatever they want, it's going to look unorganized. Yeah, and with our system too, um, we put a lot of pressure on our opponents. Mm-hmm. So no matter what your ranking is, no matter how great of a score you are, whether you are a guard or a big guy, right? Nobody loves being pressured the whole game. Nobody loves people in their face the whole game. Yeah, and that's what we do. So we put we're going to put our opponent, no matter how what what a, great shooters are, great shooters, right? But are you great? Are you a great shooter with pressure and you're exhausted? See, that's where mm-hmm. the X factor come in. That's where the conditioning comes in. And you pretty much, uh, whatever the, 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 your opponent's strategy is, we're going to take you totally out of that. You cannot run anything that you've been doing all season. So now you just got to deal with what we're doing mm-hmm. with the, the full court trap, the half court trap. And, again, you know, uh, we, we also – is a, Part of the system also is with us shooting so early in in the on offense, you get a, at least about ten to fifteen offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. So that's extra possessions there. Our opponents usually average about twenty to twenty five turnovers. So that's twenty five possessions there. Mm-hmm. So if you can't beat your opponent after getting forty extra possessions per game, then that it might not be your night. Right. But for us, as long as we keep the tempo going, uh, really uh, sprint back on D, uh, we. 
are capable of playing with and beating anybody on a given night. And that's what I love about our team. We don't we don't have to kind of give in to anybody, change our strategy at all, no matter who we plan. Uh, but people will have to adjust to what we're doing. Now, speaking of Lower Marymount, right? I'm gonna talk about it. Is anybody is a few players on this Overbrook team that reminds you of when you played a Lower Mount, Lower Marymount and you watched it? Is it any player right now that you see that like, oh, that he could be. Corey, the next Corey Gaines, or he could be the next Bo Kimball, or he could be the next Hank, or any of those players that played at Lower Do y'all see anybody in that far as that potential goes? We have uh, Nashawn uh, Jones, our point guard. Okay. Um, and, um, you know, he's fast like Terrell Lowry and Tony Walker. Okay. Um, he, he can go north and south extremely fast, put pressure on the defense. Actually, he's almost impossible to stop when he's in go mode. Okay. Then we have Omar Davis, as we mentioned. Uh, he's a, you know, really good shooter when his feet set. So that's, you know, that's good. And then we have a couple, we do have a couple four uh, men that play the four position. You know, Ethan's young, but he's, you know, he's coming along. We have a guy by the name of Shy. Um, um, he's playing pretty well as well. Uh, and then we have uh, a guy by the name of Tymere, who's young uh, as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, so these are young players playing that system. So we have a couple people that remind me of a younger version of that team. Mm -hmm. And so what they have to learn as young players is you can't give into the fatigue. Uh, oh. They're better now than they were at the beginning of the season. Right. And that's, right. And, and, but conditioning wise, you know, we're programming them that mentally you can go f far more that, you know, further than you can go, even though you, your mind says you're tired, you can go way further. And I learned that at Loyola Marymount and that's what I'm teaching these guys now. Same, same players for you. Yeah. Uh, I think I would say, uh, uh, pop Jones, he, he's, he's, he's definitely, uh, you know, for me, our MVP, mm -hmm. he, you know, a lot of people look at his size and stature and say, oh, he's about 5'4", but he's he's one of the best – he's one of the best point guards in the whole public league. Mm. You know, so he's – you know, he's probably like second or third in assists right now in the whole public league. Um, for us, he's averaging about 14 points and about eight or nine assists a game. So he's, he's you know – uh, those other guys, Omar Davis, great shooter. Um, a lot of people don't know, like, you know, our record is 12 and 7. Mm -hmm. um, early on, uh, Shafir Hall, who he mentioned, and Tamir, those guys were injured. So okay. we, we dropped a few games early uh, that I think otherwise we would have won. Uh, uh, obviously, Tamir is a starter. He's our starting power forward. Mm -hmm. Shafir is our uh, sixth man. He comes off, and he normally backs up because he's about 6'6", six, six, mm -hmm. whether it be Mike James or Tamir. So losing two of your big men uh, at the beginning of the season, ankle injury, uh, shin splints, and stuff like that, mm -hmm. like those guys were out. And, you know, I know people look up and say, you know, I don't never make no excuses, but, you know, we still won the games we were supposed to win, but we dropped a few. But like, you know, like I said, those are the those are the guys on the team that um that I think like when you look at Mike James as well, mm -hmm. uh he's I call him I call well Tamir, I call baby Zion. <laughs> yeah, I call him baby Zion. Uh, you know, he he's built like, you know, Zion Williamson. He's mm -hmm. uh explosive. He uh he has the same body style. He 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 he's definitely athletic like him. Right. And he leads our team in blocks. So he's somebody that, you know, if he's coming down on the break and, you know, you don't cut off the lane, he will go up and flush it on you, you know. So we call him Baby Zion. And obviously Mike James would be 
considered the closest person I, you know, that would be, you know, I mean, Hank Gathers was, you know, uh, he's he, a legend. He's Hank Gathers. Hank, he's a know, one of a kind. Yeah, you would he, never listen, see another Hank listen, Gathers in the NBA. Right. I'm just being honest I, with you. I, I don't you see won't. no, I don't see nobody in the NBA now that's Hank Gathers. You know right, I mean? right. The, the heart and that he played with, uh, you know, leading the nation and scoring and rebounding. He was, he was just a monster. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Now, when you look at Mike James, he's about six, 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 seven. His stature, when you look at him, you're like, oh, wow, he's built. He He's built similar to Hank because, right. you know, his size, one of the biggest guys in the public league, you know. But like you said, uh, he, he only been playing ball for a few years. And, uh, you know, last year they won one game. Um, but he does have all-around skill. He's definitely a double-double guy. And he would be, when you say, all right, well, who's the Bo Kimball? Who's the Hank? Who's the Hank? You would look at him and say, oh, well, he would be the closest thing to Hank Gathers that we would, you know, you know, even nobody that we bring in next year is what he is to the team. Blocking shots, grabbing rebounds, and playing old-school basketball, uh, back-to-the-basket basketball, you know. Mm-hmm. You said you was 12-7. and seven. Yes. So, seven. when it comes to those seven losses, who was the best team that you lost to? Because sometimes it could be, okay, like y'all said, you, you played Imhotep early and y'all wasn't ready. Right. Who was the best team outside of, I'm going to say Imhotep, outside of Imhotep that, you know, that was, that was y'all greatest, that, that was your best challenge. And still, y'all be like, okay, we still should have won this game. Uh, I'm going to say, well, the toughest team outside of Imhotep was probably St. Elizabeth's from Delaware. Okay. Um, they got up and down with us. Uh, they were very well coached. They moved the ball really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, they just never stopped running with us the whole game. And you know, they had they had a, they had a deep bench as well. So most teams that we played, uh, obviously we played Sankofa and we played Constitution. Those teams ran. Uh, those teams ran with as well. But uh, uh, you know, Sankofa we lost in overtime, mm-hmm. uh, which was a high scoring game. Uh, all our, I mean, we had everybody file out. We were down like our last five or six guys. So uh, you know that one slipped out of our hands. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, missed call here, missed call there. Um, Constitution was another game that we led. Those guys ran with us as well. Uh, those are games that I think when we see those opponents again, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll that's those are definite wins. I, I think I expect our guys to come out. And really, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing when you play a team one time, the first time, it's like a shock. Yeah. You know, you, when you came out against Imhotep, uh, you know, the, you know, all the hoopla, the Justin, you know, Justin Edwards, number one player, this and that. Yeah. That, you know, our guys, are, you know, you kind of like, you know, it's kind of like if you see Bo Kimball, you're like, oh, uh, if you don't know him, it's like, oh, you know, you starstruck for a minute. Right. So, you know, <laughs> this, you know, the guys were a little starstruck a little bit, you know, uh, uh, my personal opinion. And now, now that they, you know, we got a whole season under our belt, mm-hmm. it's like business as usual. Guys, they, they're, you know, they're hungry. And like I always tell everybody, it's a difference between ball players and guys who like to play ball. Yeah. You know, and it's a big know, difference. It's a big difference. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, you know, we, we you know, some of our uh, ball players are, you know, starting to reel in some of these guys on our team that just like to play ball. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the good thing is, out of all of that, Everyone uh, is student athletes, and they're doing the right thing. And now, I think we're on the right track to make a run uh, for the championship. Which is uh, hopefully, you know, we can uh, get a good seating when the playoffs come. And uh, definitely, if you know, not win the championship, uh, win our classification, which is four A. Mm-hmm. Um, we are the favorite to win that, which is it's kind of like you know in college basketball winning your conference. You know, what I mean, you you win the four A that we're be we will be considered the best four A team in the whole public league. 
So we won at, at Dobbins when we were there. Mm-hmm. We won the three A uh, classification. So okay. we so we did put another banner up besides when Bo and them won the championship. You know, I know it ain't, it ain't a championship, <laughs> but it's like it's a banner. You know. <laughs> and one of the things I can say about the some of our losses this year, we lost because we were we didn't do what we were supposed to do. Right. Okay. And it's a beautiful situation to be in, and I'm trying to teach the guys that when you, against really good teams, you can't put. You can't play 70% effort right. and beat a really quality team. Yeah. And each of those losses, well, at least five of the seven losses was games that we didn't sprint back on D. Right. We didn't take care of the ball. We didn't put the kind of energy and effort in that our opponents was, we didn't match their level of play. Right. And, but we didn't do the things that we would normally do. Yeah. And we kind of gave, part of the being a young team, we gave those games away. If we would have did played our normal level of you know intensity yeah. and effort we would have won those games so so as a they're learning that hey we got to step it up we got to play at a certain level every night and 70% is not going to beat quality teams so that's encouraging for me to know that Hey, it's we, usually like the minor things that you just have to fix after a loss. Like if you look at it, you, like you said, getting back on defense or you miss an assignment. It's something that's definitely teachable, mm-hmm. you know, in practice because you practice how you play. Right. So when you practice how you play and you 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 slack in practice, that means you're going to slack in the game. If you don't get back on defense, you're going to do it in the game. So you, all them young guys that's trying to go into high school right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Learn from your coaches. Don't be a hardhead just because you're a star or because you feel like you this big time coming into high school. Learn from the best. These two right here. And, and that's why uh, another <laughs> thing, uh, Thank I, you. I, you know, one thing that Bo said that uh, he always say to the guys is, you know, uh, you know, none of you guys have accomplished anything. So, you know, you should come in here, want to work hard, and just want to want to go out there and, you know, give 100%. Right. I always give them the story and I always tell them, I say, listen, you know, I was around, I was there in the gym with Bo his last year, right before his senior year coming in, Mm -hmm. passing him the ball when he's taking his 1,000 makes, you know, in there two hours, three hours pitting in. And I know the work that was put in. And we was joking the other day, and I said, you know, I feel like I had I had a hand in there. You know, when he made it, it was like, yo, my hand was in there. I, I, had, a, I, had, a, I, had, a, I had a little I had a little something to do with that, you know what I mean? And on our team, we have one kid uh, that I didn't mention, Jaden Robinson. Mm-hmm. That's the type of work that he puts in every day. He's, you know, up at 6 in the morning. He's, uh, you know, doing his push-ups. He's getting his shots up. He's he's working on his ball handling. He's constantly getting better. You know, he uh, he actually had a uh, – he was our best player throughout the summer. Right, uh, okay. Six five. Uh, reminds me of like a baby Kevin Durant because his frame, he can shoot, he has the pull-up, he's super athletic. Um, but uh, he, he had a torn quad. Okay. So once he went down, uh, we were able to win games in the summer and do stuff, that, you know, in, in the preseason, preseason uh, uh, tournaments that we played in. We were doing, once we got him back, you know, he had to kind of get back. You know, it's kind of like when you blow your knee out, tweak your ankle, you got to get that confidence back. And now he's coming back into his own now. And now, we, now we've been rolling with him, you know, getting his little 20, 20, you know, 24, 17. You know, and early on he was like, oh, 12, 10. And he wasn't himself, so he had right. to gain his confidence back. But when uh, you look at our team, he's the one guy I want to point out that when, you, when you're pitting in the work, he listens uh, to Coach – you know, to Bo, and he says, you know what? He wants to go. Everybody doesn't come and say, yo, I want to go to the NBA. Right. He's one of those kids that he says it, he pissed the work in, 
uh, he has a good support system around him with his father, and he's he's definitely putting it down. You know. Now you said that he's like Kevin Durant. Hopefully, he don't have the haircut as Kevin Durant. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm listen. I'm just making sure because like Kevin Durant, he's 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 a great player. Don't get me wrong, but the guy can he 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 pays millions of dollars, and he has one of the worst haircuts in basketball. <laughs> You need I, to get I'm, one of these cuts. Yeah, I think it's time for him to go ball. Him and LeBron James, I think both of them is time for them to go ball. LeBron James, I understand you're trying to add hair, use the road game or whatever, but it, it's it's time to go ball. It's, it's it's the new thing right now. They try to use the Beijing. <laughs> <laughs> they try to use the Beijing. <laughs> Cause some of these dudes heads in the NBA, you be seeing like, yeah, my yeah. God, like when when the last time you had a haircut? Like right, at least right. When I was growing up and, you know, me watching basketball, you know, Jordan and all those guys, they came in in suits. Right. You know, yeah. it was groomed. Right. Then you had the 2000s where you had AI right. come in and change the game with the jerseys, the right. baggy pants and right. stuff. Right, right, Now, I don't know what we're seeing in fashion right now for the NBA. <laughs> what would, uh, would, uh, was it Russell Westbrook and his, uh, his, uh, all his outfits? Yeah. I don't know what I'm seeing. I, I, I see high, I see high waters with... Uh, these <laughs> these double these double penny loafers right. and yeah mm-hmm. I don't know what it probably costs more than my salary but hey it's right. just not something that I will wear right so um when it comes to the um the NBA y'all all Sixers fans right yes absolutely okay I'm just making sure just yeah. making sure how are y'all feeling about the Seventy Sixers this year well I I I like Doc Rivers. Obviously, I played. Uh, you might not remember this, but I played two years with Doc, and I got traded with Doc Rivers and Charles Smith from the Clippers to the Knicks. So I know okay. he and, he and Doc played in the league for 16, 18 years. So Doc knows the game of basketball. I was extremely happy he came to the Sixers. Mm-hmm. He kept Embiid in the paint, which is why we've had a better season and uh, and kind of made you know just. He improved the team dramatically. Um, we're struggling this year. Yeah. But um, the last couple years, MB's um, play went up. Now, I'm happy to see that we got Harden. Yeah. And so, you know, we're a young team, and I think they had some injuries too. But I, I, they just need to get kind of find their, their – get some rhythm, get some games under mm-hmm. their belt um, right now. But I, right now it's really tough because I know they're struggling uh, winning-wise. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes in pro sports, you know, it's a business. So if you're not winning, you know, unfortunately, you know, they don't have a lot of loyalty in, in sports, you know. So, but Doc is a great coach. Uh, it got a good team um, that can, I think they can go in, you know, if they can kind of regroup, go deep into the playoffs. Um, but, you know, right now, I mean, you got a Brooklyn a team to beat. You got uh, other great Milwaukee. teams. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yeah, absolutely. So, so probably yeah. like they're, they're playing Toronto Brooklyn, too. And, they're, and, they're playing, and Miami, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Miami, so, yeah. yeah. And they're playing uh, Brooklyn tonight. Um, I, I like Doc as well. I think um, actually the Sixers are actually doing – uh, really well now they they actually just came off of that five game, game winning trip. streak right they, they won five they won, went on the road to the west coast won all five games prior to that they had lost a few uh um uh, Tyrese Maxey was out mm-hmm. um and then Abib went out for a quick minute but before that they had won like eight or nine straight so they kind of like they're if I if I'm correct i think they like second or third 
in the uh, in the whole Eastern Conference. Okay. So I like the fact that Doc Rivers changed his style up. Like when 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 he first got there, I seen how he was when he was with the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I see how he is now running the more of the um, Utah Jazz pick and roll with Embiid and uh, James Harden. Right. I think that's really good, and that's actually uh, been really successful for them because it's unstoppable. You know, it was unstoppable when you know Utah Jazz played. I think only Jordan got in their way. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. So now they're running that same type of pick and roll, kind of pick your poison. James Harden going to the basket where mm-hmm. Joel and B for the dunk or for the, you know, the little Carmelo Malone pull up little 12 footer. So I think, I think that now that Maxi and they're finally full strength, mm-hmm. I think they're going to, uh, I think they're going to make a run and, you know, I, we ain't got to win the whole, you know, be first. But as long as we finish second or third, I think we're going to make a run. Um, kind of like we did a few years back when we had, um, uh, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. yeah. But, but this is a great time to be a Phillies fan with all the different sports. Right. You got the, right. the, the Phillies making it to the World we'll Series, right. even right. though we, you right. know, we fell short, but it was still exciting. Yeah. Right. They, they very, they, uh, they definitely overachieved because nobody expect them to go right. to the World yeah. Series right. at all. They yeah. definitely overachieved. And then now our Eagles are flying high and yeah. uh, got one game right. away from uh, getting to the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl. Mm-hmm. and uh, best, the best record. In the NFL, yeah, right? Right. and strong at literally every position. Right, yeah. you know, threats at the uh, running back position, threats mm-hmm. with the wide receivers. We have yep. the best, uh, one of the top offensive lines, defensive lines. I mean, yeah. we are. I mean, we, we're solid all the way. So, barring injuries, I mean, I think we're the team to beat. So, as, as a, I'm definitely excited, you know, being a Philly fan, I can get to brag against some of the the Cowboy <laughs> fans. And all that. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> And yeah. I don't want to talk about the Cowboys on here because like we'll, we'll be here all night talking about the Cowboys. So I, I definitely don't, I definitely don't want to do that. So when it comes to going back to the 76ers, I'm a bit, I like Doc Rivers, but I think you need to have a talk with him. I think it's time for the system to be in Philadelphia for the Sixers. I think you yeah. need to give Doc Rivers a call because you have Tyreek's Maxi that could get up and down the floor so quickly. And he will be so awesome in the system. Mm-hmm. As a point guard, because he's so quick when he gets the ball, he's literally up the court. Right. So, Doc Rivers with me, my my issue with him is that sometimes he doesn't make good adjustments. Right. And sometimes with Embiid being at the three majority of the game, I'm like, okay, he's not in no pick and roll. Why is he at the top of the key? Right. That's something that Doc Rivers have has an issue with with NBA. I understand that you want to have your stretch five, you shoot the three. You see it with Nikola Jokic. You see it with mm-hmm. other centers in the league, but not ninety percent of your play calling got to be Embiid up there. You yeah. know, so I, I I like him, but I think I think is the what's the word? I'm 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 missing that word. It's this. I think it's the um the rotation. Right. That he has. Yeah. That's my only issue with that I had with Doc is that, you know, having a big man at the three. And the bench is pretty okay. I think yeah. he could have went stronger with the bench, but it's it's starting to look like the Houston Rockets so all not, over again. So with the last before Doc came, what drove me nuts when I found out about this is that they kept Embiid on the wing because they were trying to open the lane for Ben Simmons, who didn't have a jump shot. Which was ridiculous on his. It still is, don't. It's actually ridiculous. It still don't. But it drove me nuts because we the Sixers will never win a championship when Embiid shooting more than three to five three pointers. It's not going to happen. Not in my lifetime, mm-hmm. and it's not going to happen in his. But if he stays in the paint area, 
and and rec- and, and IQ wise understand that you are unguardable and unstoppable inside the paint. Mm-hmm. We have a chance to beat anybody in the East Coast, East West. It doesn't matter. But if we don't do that, and you don't have that discipline, and 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 the basketball smarts, every time you shoot a three pointer, you're basically giving a gift to the opponent. Mm-hmm. You, you're not getting them in foul trouble. You're not scoring high percentage shots in the paint, and you're not going to. You're not bringing a ring by at the three point line. You stay in the paint. We'll we got we at least got a chance to have the kind of strong season that we had the last year or so. That's a I, fact. Yeah, I I think that um. I agree with you on that. I think we, for some reason, Brett Brown and the coaches that we had there before, they somehow, even when Doc first got there, like, you know, like Bo said, they, they had him in the paint and, you know, now, you know, he, he's, he's in the, he's in the paint a, a, a lot more than he was when uh, Brett Brown was there. Yeah. Uh, he was, you know, he was taking more like four or five, six threes a game. Then um, right now he's down to like one or two. You know, a few games I see him shoot three, but that's when he's actually hitting. Um, he is hitting at a higher percentage this year. Yeah. Um, but he has, like I said, implemented that pick and roll. And lately, uh, you know, like I caught him on that 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 five game win streak in, in our West, and they they kind of beat up on everybody, you know, the Lakers included, you know. Um, but that's what this game has turned into. The game is not like it was back in the day where mm-hmm. everybody had you know seven footers. You know, now it's like guys like Joel Embiid, but most of those guys, Anthony Davis, they all stretch fours or five. Yeah. So you know the. That's the new thing. If you're if you're a seven footer, or seven two, and you play with your, I mean, look at uh, I don't know if you've been keeping up, but look at Manu Bo's son, uh, mm. Bobo over at uh, at Orlando. I mean, he's seven five with the handle and get to the basket, and you know he's he's a little frail, yeah. but he can he can do everything. You know what right. I mean? So you know when when you look at that, you see him, you say, oh wow, well you know where was he at? You look at uh, over uh, over at. Um, what is that? Uh, Denver with uh, uh, not just the, the the big guy there, but the other kid that uh, that did like one year. That he's about seven foot himself at the power right. four, but they're all stretch fours or fives, right? And you know that's the new thing. You know, uh, Anthony Davis, all the guys. When you look around the league, there's nobody that want to really post up old school back to the basket. So I think that's what the league is turning into. So when you you know these next couple drafts, you know even in college you don't really see even with Villanova, right? You know, all of their guys were you know guys that can you know drive kick out and you know if you're a five man you can you know catch and shoot trap be be a little bit more uh you know a versatile getting up and down you're not just you know the old school get down post up rebound outlet run rim to rim you don't have those guys no more and do you think that's because of the rule changes in the NBA too? Because you know you you have that three defensive seconds in the lane, you you know, and you already knew the three seconds in the lane on the offense side. We already knew that, but you know they changed it to the defensive side. Do you think that now is a little easier to drive to the basket for guards or just centers to you know get get with, get their way because we don't have that rim protector like we used to back in the day? I think I think that uh, I think that goes I think that Golden State changed that. Golden State, mm-hmm. uh, when you look at their style of play, even when they won their first championship after Mark Jackson uh, 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 got let go, um, you know he was the one that like put that team together. But when you looked at their make of their team, Draymond and all those guys, even their big guy, uh, I forget his name that they have in the middle, he's a guy that you know he's a, he's a floor space, he rebound, outlet, but get out of their way. And they were more of the pick and pop, drive and kick, which is the closest thing to the system. They're up and down. They're not trying to 
hold the ball for 24 seconds. They're running, you know, quick motion plays, quick hit sets. Right, yeah. So they, you know, they were the people seeing their make and they won, you know, back to back. And they like, wow, okay, we got to, you know, in order to compete with them, we can't have no big seven-foot guy out there that can't get up and down because Draymond Green is getting up and down. He's catching off the rim and going, you know, full court. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I think they were the first ones that um, actually – uh, change start changing the game with their style of play uh, with the smaller or the stretch four, stretch fives. And with the NBA, by the way, you can't run a system in the NBA. That's why Magic got Paul Westhead fired. He was like, I'm not running that fast. And run. it's too many mm-hmm. games. It's too many egos. It's yeah. not, it, would, it can never work in, uh, in the NBA running that system. Also, the game has changed as well. Back in the day, you couldn't touch anybody – I mean, you know, look look at all the physicality when I was playing with right. during the Jordan area. You know, you you could put your hand on guys, guys hit. Right now, you can't touch guys. Yeah, you can't even hand check. So if, it, if you know, if you couldn't touch Jordan, Jordan would have like seventy a game. Yeah, if playing in today's <laughs> yeah. rule, and I know I would, you know, I would do very well as well. If yeah, I, if I ever thirty five <laughs> in college and I was playing in a system, you know, that was up tempo like Golden State. Right. You know, I think I could get forty a night as well. You know, if you can't touch me, being a scorer. I can get to the lane. Yeah, because it's so easy now with the the centers not being like the rim protectors like they used right. to be. So, right. I listen. I if I still had the game that I had, listen, I could probably be in the NBA too. <laughs> Let me average like twenty eight thirty. I'd be fine with that. Just shoot it every time. That's yeah, I'm, right. yeah, I'm just a shooter. I'm I'm a, I'm a pass first type of guard. I don't really care for scoring. I was just talking crap. I'm just more. I, I, I'm, I'm more like a. I don't want to say Eric Snow, but I I give Eric Snow defensively and and assist wise. But I, I was never a really true scorer like that. I, I always told out like I tell our guys all the time, and I, I and I and I'll be serious about. It. I said you know I wish that I could have played now. Yes. During this time right now, because my mindset alone would have got me through. Like, you know, like when I played, I mean, first of all, the level of competition is not what it was back then. Mm-hmm. In the night, in the eighties, and the, when Bo was coming up, like, you, like when you heard that Bo and Aaron McKee, when those guys went to the league, they earned going to the league. They actually, the people that they beat out to get there, it's like, whoa, this guy was a playground legend. He was awesome. You know what I mean? Right. You know, now it's like, oh, you know, it, it, it's just a whole different, like, I'm, I'm looking at some of these guys, I'm like, yo, if I played in the system, I would average 40. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, like, are you telling me all I got to do is get be in shape? Oh, don't worry about it. I'm going to be in shape. I'm going to be doing my own wind sprints. I'm going to be doing my own suicides. Yeah. I'm going to be shooting my own. I may not shoot a thousand. Look, I told, I joked with both of them. I said, yeah. I said, I said if you was my coach, I'd say, yeah, I shoot a thousand. I shoot 200 makes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, 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 I just think now, um, just coming through high school and, uh, with the AAU outlets, uh, mm all the trainers, all the different exposure camps. Back in the day, there was only like six star. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you got so many different, you know, the the the, the, I, the, the IYBL and all that, all these different mm-hmm. other uh, 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 sites where you can be get exposed and get out there is is easy. Right and now, as to for pro, like for a lot of guys. You know, you might shoot for the NBA, but guess what? You, you got overseas. Overseas got like what four or five A B A league, B and league, then, C league. Uh, and then I mean? now you had you got to think about it too with the NIL coming in, right? 
So some of them might not even go overseas now because exactly. they have the NIL deal. Listen, I know uh, I read uh, there's a couple of high school students with the NIL that just making before they even get to college is making uh, um, the kid from there's another kid that's at Kentucky that made you know uh, six figures for four or five hundred thousand and you ain't even made it to the league yet and it's the, like you said the NIL is big man you know for for people making money. I need the NIL to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious because I listen. I'm making a little something nice, but I ain't making no six figures. Right? And guy, he, what? Man, I wish I, I wish we had that chance back in the day to have NIL deals in college, man. Yeah. Well, you probably had NIL deals, but it wasn't an NIL deal. You, right. I, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but you know, hey, <laughs> I you, don't know you, what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, hey, I'm just here to so you don't get fined. Right. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch style. So let's let's get to the 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 last topic here. And it, it's not it's not basketball, but we had the championship games. You know, this weekend for the NFL. You know, we had the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, the Philadelphia Eagles and the 49ers. Um, any predictions from y'all? Because I could tell y'all my predictions. Y'all probably won't like it. I, well, I have my prediction. I, I believe uh, the Eagles game and 49ers game is going to be tough. Uh, 49ers are, are a really good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, the defense is you know extraordinary. They got uh, one. Of the, I think their 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 defense and he led number the one in the league. Yeah, yep. yeah, number one in the league in sacks. Like mm-hmm. they're 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 relentless and uh, obviously they're well coached. Um, offensively, you know, with McCaffrey coming over, mm-hmm. great running back. Uh, elusive reminds me of you know uh, he's like a, a, a old version of like Barry Sanders gets through the lane elusive and so they they're they that's gonna be a tough game you know yeah I mean? um on the other end I believe I believe Cincinnati uh, uh I think they're going to I think it's gonna be if I had to t- make a prediction I would say Cincinnati and uh and San Francisco mm-hmm. that's 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 just you know and and you know what even though I live in Philadelphia and I'm not an Eagles fan but I respect. What the Eagles have done this year. Right. Because I was not a fan of Nick Sirianni. I was mm-hmm. not a fan of him last year because my Las Vegas Raiders did beat them last year. So I'm happy we didn't play y'all this year. I'm happy about that because my Raiders definitely regress and not progress. It, no story for another time with that. Well, um, <laughs> well I think he, my prediction is the Eagles mm-hmm. will be playing Cincinnati. Okay. And, I, and I believe we're going to beat them. Yeah, if the Eagles make it, if they if they if, if they get past San Francisco, they're winning the Super Bowl. There's no question about it. I I I I'm not going to count out Joe Burrow just yet. I'm yeah. just not. I think you, yeah. for him having the experience being there last year and losing to the Rams, I think he learned his lesson from that. My only problem that I have with Philadelphia is is that their secondary can be a little bit too cocky. Right. And it kind of like Hinders them a little bit because even in that Dallas game, that fourth and eighteen that T.Y. Hilton caught from right. Darius Slay, right? I was livid as, right. as a former defensive player. I wish I didn't play you no know, corner, but I played the line. But still, like fourth and eighteen, you don't give up twenty yards, right. you know. So it's the minor things that just that the the Eagles going to have to fix, especially against. Debo Samuel, George Kittle, McCaffrey. They have just as many weapons as Philadelphia. Right. Yep. And I think I, I got I got the 49ers by three. Right. But I would not say it's gonna be a walk in the park game. Well, it's not. Well, I, I want like, you know, although I'm a, a Cowboys fan, the one thing I can say is that game, obviously, um, the quarterback didn't play for the Eagles and he's the he's the difference maker for the Eagles. Yeah. Like, um, you know, 
when he's there, uh, I'm not. I, I believe. I mean, I think the only team that beat them was the Redskins, uh, and I don't even think he was there for that. But like, so oh, the it, um, the Commanders, right? Right. The Commanders, yeah. the Redskins. The commanders, yeah. <laughs> you old yeah, school. Yeah. I feel hey, it. Hey, I hey, understand. Hey, listen, <laughs> my 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 wife. That's her uh, favorite team. I call them the Commodore. She gets so upset. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I said that to somebody because somebody at my job is a, is a Commanders fan. I said, "Oh, they the Commodores. They are. They are. They are." So, um. I like KC, but I might have to go against KC here because that's my division rival. I do not care for for the K- Kansas City Chiefs, but I'm taking Cincinnati. But I I would not be surprised if Philly won this game, though. You know, I'm not going to put it past them. I like the 49ers a little bit better, but if even no matter either team wins, the the NFC is going to probably win the Super Bowl again, basically. But I'm not going to put it past Joe Cool, which is Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and them boys. They they have an underrated running back, Joe Mixon, that doesn't get talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Same thing for Miles Sanders. He don't get talked about a lot for the Philadelphia Eagles because they, they run it back by committee. But I, I, I like either teams in, in the Super Bowl. It doesn't really matter to me. But my prediction is 49ers and Bengals. That's my prediction, right. but I'm not going to yeah. put it past. Yeah. We sound, you know, sound, we, sound, we, we, we predicting the same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we know why we were, you predicted the same thing. Them Dallas Cowboys, man, they, they just an accident waiting to happen. Another story, another time for the Dallas. We could talk Dallas all day. I, I know a few content creators that, that talked about Dak being on the move. So y'all paid them all that money. Yeah, listen, I'm going to be honest. I, you know, if, if it's up to me and I'm on that staff, that got to go. I mean, you know, you pay them all the money, you keep them this year, next year, the year after it's going to be. It's the same picture from the last two years. Sound like Derek Carr to me. <laughs> it sound like Derek. Because Derek Carr didn't pay right. $40 million. Right. They trying to move on from him, but the cap hit. Right. That's the only thing that's going to hurt trying to move both quarterbacks. Right. Jalen Hurts. He's going to get paid next year. Yeah, he, oh, he, and he he's should. a monster. And yeah, he, he should. Yeah, he's a monster. I mean, he proved that, you know, he came in and, and it was a lot of questions about could he rot, t- pick up his level of play? Yeah. Uh, could he stay in the pocket? Right. And uh, he's proven all of that to be that he can and he's making good decisions. He's having a, a, a MVP season. I think he is the MVP over Patrick Mahomes, over Jamar Chase, over Kirk Cousins, because uh, they, they put out the five. Um, Earlier today, I think it was Jalen Hurts, Jamar Chase, um, Patrick Mahomes, and mm-hmm. a, I think it was Joe Burrow was in there too. Right. But I'm I'm taking I'm taking Jalen Hurts yeah, to be pa- the MVP. Pa- Patrick Mahomes, if if he if he was 100, percent I'm never going against him. I mean, I'm only picking Cincinnati because I know he had that severe sprained ankle, mm-hmm. and you know. Uh, but if he's 100, percent he's Superman. He's to me, he's the best quarterback in the league. I mean. Throw off the wrong foot, throw across. He do all. He can do all the stuff that you're not supposed to do. Throw across the field, throw across his body. No he, look passes it, in the NFL. Oh man, he, he he's the Michael Jordan right now. He's just making it look so easy, and he's doing it. He's proving it uh, without the weapons. You know, he lost Tariq Hill to, mm-hmm. to Miami. Yeah. He lost a running back that uh, the one running back that went to uh, Cleveland. I forget his name, but he you know he's doing it like literally without. He's doing it like with um. What Donovan McNabb did the one year when he didn't have no had no, no receivers, no right. receivers. You know what I mean? You, you're literally doing it uh, without. That's how you know you, if you're good or not. Right. So he's he's not throwing a bunch of interceptions. He's he, when he severely sprained his ankle in the playoffs, came back in hobbling, like you know. It's still at, one on one leg. Yeah, look right. like Bill Russell yeah. out there. Right. <laughs> right. 
but I'm pulling for Andy Reid too. You know, yeah. the yeah. Eagles. Whatever, you know, yeah. the Eagles is always number one, always. But you know, I, I can't believe we let Andy get away. Uh, a lot of people wanted Andy gone a long time ago. Yeah. But. Speaking of Andy Reid, just imagine KC and Philadelphia in a Super Bowl. Yeah, that would be a storyline that a lot of people don't talk about. Right. But that would be a storyline going up against his former team. Didn't win a Super Bowl with them back in 2005. Right. And now you get to play against them. I think that's a crazy storyline. Well, yeah. I would love to see that as a fan because um, I'd be happy for Andy to get there. But to be quite honest, for the best interest of the Eagles, I don't want to see Andy uh, because uh, <laughs> he, he got a bunch of trick plays. Right. I mean, he's so unpredictable. Yeah. And uh, and one of the best coaches, like hands down, one of the best coaches ever, you know, coached. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about that. So I, I don't. You know, even though it'd be great as a fan to see that excitement, and mm. but I, I, not when it comes to selfishly wanting the Eagles to, to be on top. I, I mean, mean going against Mahone, what's that? Ratings would be great. It'd be off the chain. <laughs> yeah, it would be talked about all Super Bowl week about these these two franchises, and you know, it's it's gonna be a really really interesting championship weekend. I can't I can't wait to see. Well, it. I'll be there. So, are <laughs> oh, you actually going to the game? I don't know yet if I'm going to the game, but I definitely will be in Arizona. I need I right. I, I, I need the income that you have to be going <laughs> to these games. Because yeah, I, be I, I would love to go to an Eagles game, but the way them tickets are set up, not for yeah. my income. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Because I, I took my dad to a few Eagles games, and it was okay seats, but I want him to get the best experience, you know. So yeah. I'm going to take him to one as soon as possible, you know. Probably one next year. Gotcha. I, 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 I see that. I see that. But – I want to thank y'all for, you know, taking the time out to come all the way down to Rec Philly. Shout out to Rec Philly for all the equipment, everything, the setting. And I appreciate y'all. And I cannot wait to come down here on Monday to, you know, to do live commentary of the game. It's been a while since I've done it. And I'm happy to be doing it again because I'm, I'm pretty good on the commentary part. I'm pretty good on that. Well, thank you for having us. And congratulations again uh, for you know everything you're doing with the show. And uh, keep up the good work. And I've uh, known you for... You know me since, since I was, was a kid. Yeah, a baby, a baby <laughs> crawling. I mean, literally. Yeah. <laughs> before you took your first steps, right? Like literally. Right. So, but no, yeah. just you know, like I said, love your whole family, and um, you know, just have uh, known you guys for for years, and mm -hmm. uh, so I'm so happy for you, and uh, keep up the good work. Yeah, I, I want to thank you as well, man. I think I, I appreciate you know even when we was at Dobbins, and you know you came out, and you know. Uh, you know, did the game for us, and you know, we really appreciate because you coming out, and, I, and like I said, I like to, you know, you commentate the game for the guys, and uh, it, you know, I know all of them appreciate it as well. Yeah, you know, uh, so you know, and, and, and I uh, might I add, look, we had we had fun last time you commentated, you know, about our guy Zachary, you know, Zach. Oh man, <laughs> I, I had some issues with him. Listen, I had some issues with him that I'm like, yo, but I, but you, that's it was good for me to do that and see that because right. I kept my, I kept. It authentic. I right. didn't. I kept it professional, but I kept it authentic at the yeah, same time. Yeah, so yeah, it's just like yeah. I'm like, come on, Zachary, you got yeah, come on now. He's like, like, he's like, he's like Zachary Campbell. He's like Zachary Campbell's not having a good game. He's just not. He just was not having a good game. But you know, to hit and to you know to his credit, you know, he always he laughed about it as well. But this year, Zach is playing really well. Okay, you know what I mean, Zach, you know, Zach and Kareem uh, are the driving force behind Dobbins, who have only lost one game. 
probably going to have the best record in the public league. And, you know, no matter what division you're in, if you win all your games, you're, you're, you're a good team. You know right. what I mean? So, uh, uh, they've beat some, they, they beat a few teams that, uh, that beat us. So I know that they're, they, they are for real. And I, we know they're doing the same thing as we're doing. So I'm definitely, uh, excited. And when we're not playing them, I'm definitely rooting for them. You know, those are my guys over yeah. there. Yeah. So. So how would it feel if y'all you know y'all seen them in the playoffs? Oh, I would love it. It'd be great. I, but listen, I, I hope so. I would love mm-hmm. it. I would love it. Yeah. I would. So yeah. both so both teams running the system. You yeah. know how to defend it. They know how to defend it. <laughs> right. I gotta commentate that game. Yeah. I got to. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I, I would. I would love it, man. I think it would be. Uh, it would be. It would just be uh, everything. Everybody would be in on that game. You know, I would rather play them. Uh, me, actually, I would. Rel- I would love to play at Dobbins. You know what I mean? That, that would. That would be. That would be awesome. I would love to play on the little court you know what i mean <laughs> it was a little court i'm not gonna lie it was a little court yeah, but yeah. y'all made it happen that's yeah. hey, y'all made it happen but thanks I'm, again y'all mm-hmm. you know for for coming down and taking the time out you know coming from straight from practice mm-hmm. you know getting prepared for you know the games tomorrow and monday is it's fun man it's fun to actually you know talk sports with y'all. just not all basketball we talked about football a little right, bit too right, so right, yep, right. It, it was it was fun so Mom, Dad, you see them. They here. They here. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hope to see you soon. Yeah. Hopefully, I can probably get them to probably, you know, get them to come to a game. If if it's on a Monday night or a Tuesday night, right. my dad could probably come. My mom ain't going nowhere. You know okay. my mom. She don't do sports like right, that. Right, right. Gotcha. She, she, I don't know when the last time she'd been to one of my games when I played. I'm just, I'm just saying, Mom, no, no offense. I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just saying. Well, look, I always have a great time seeing the Lloyd family. Yeah, so, yes. Yeah, so. yeah. I love all y'all, man. Y'all, listen, it's, it's a pleasure. And it's good that you know that we connected because honestly, I didn't I didn't know. I mean, until we got the film request and we just started, you know, talking and conversating and and the bond is there. You know, it's it's just it's family at the end of the day. And, right. Absolutely. And that's all that that's all that matters, you know. So even though we don't we don't speak much, but when we come together, you see the chemistry there right. at the end of the day. Yeah. So thank y'all again, man. I, I, I'm honored. Even though that I know both so long, I still get starstruck. <laughs> I still get starstruck. I appreciate it, man. And I, you know, sometimes I go back and watch that 30 for 30. I'm like, yo, I really know Bo Kimble. Like, it's crazy. And um, yeah, so thanks everybody for tuning into the show. Everybody that comment in the chat or, um, Listening from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to um, Amazon and iHeartRadio, we it will be on all those audio platforms as well. So make sure y'all subscribe to the Darian Hopkins Show. We'll see y'all next week for episode four. This is episode three of the Darian Hopkins Show. We out of here, y'all. Peace out. Music.